Are you driven to innovate and lead transformation in your organization? Our digital innovation program provides you with the tools to navigate complexity and chaos and successfully deliver digital change. Visit imi.ie for more information. IMI, we grow leaders. Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of the IMI Talking Leadership Podcast. Today my guest is Tony Moroni. Tony is a faculty member here at IMI on our Digital Leadership Diploma, our Digital Short Programs, our AI for Senior Leaders Program and a whole lot of other programs that we run. Tony's career has spanned industry, academic and international consulting and he really takes a unique approach to digital transformation. Now, Tony recently spent some time in Las Vegas, and he wasn't actually trying his luck at blackjack or admiring the new sphere. He was attending CES, which is the Consumer Electronic Show, and that's widely regarded as the most important tech event in the world. So Tony is joining me today to chat a bit about the innovations that he saw at CES. So Tony, give us a really quick introduction to yourself and tell us how you ended up attending this event. Thank you, Farah. Yes, uh, as you say, I'm, I'm involved in the IMI and involved in all of the digital programs. For me, uh, CES was important because it's a glimpse of what we can expect in the future by way of technology innovation. It is very much focused on consumers, so it impacts you know how we live, how we work, how we socialize. And it was just breathtaking to see the scale of ambition for disruption. So, Tony, can you give us an overview of some of the most innovative products you saw at CES? Now, I've seen a few online things like robotic dogs and machines that dispense cocktails at the push of a button, but I'm sure there were some more practical products that you saw as well. Yeah, absolutely. And look, well, you're one of the key teams this year was Generative AI, and I will come back to that. But as you would expect with a show like CES, the concept cars, uh, they were there in, in mass. Uh, fascinating to see you know, companies like Volkswagen integrating ChatGTP into their voice assistants. So you can talk to your car and you know you can tell you can tell your car you're cold and it'll heat that part of the car for you. Or BMW incorporating Alexa in so that you can uh, ask the car what's wrong with it and what you need to do to fix it. Uh, and Bosch even connecting the car to your coffee machine at home so that when you pull up in the driveway, your coffee is ready for you. The other, the other, the other big area, of course, is TVs, and the the TVs are just extraordinary. You're, you're looking at TVs of every size and dimension and every possibility, but they're not, they're not, they're no longer just devices. I mean, these are transparent screens that can you know, hold art or display art, display pictures, uh, and you know, they're just quite extraordinary in terms of the depth of color and imagery that they give. Now, I say, yes, of course, there was robots, there was holograms, there was every other type of you know, technology you could think of. Thanks, Tony. You mentioned specifically AI and generative AI as being something that you saw a lot of at CES. Can you tell us a bit more about those advancements? Yeah, well, look, I think one of the first things is you know, there was keyboards there with the likes of Copilot already incorporated into into them. So that's a that's a sign that you know that's that's the world we are going to live into the future. There was a lot of um, AI technology from you know healthcare where you know, you can scan your face; it'll tell you how old your skin is. Good news for me was my skin is nine years younger than my actual age. But it will also tell you your blood pressure. It'll tell you if you have a regular heartbeats. It'll tell you your blood oxygen levels. Uh, and all sort of technology like that. But equally, 
there was a lot of new, exciting, you know, AI assistants for the home. So there was one called uh, uh, Bally from Samsung, which basically, you know, it, it moves around your house by itself. It completes various tasks, including, you know, looking after, you know, your utilities, etc. When you come home, it will play mood music for you. If you're doing exercise, it will display the exercises on the wall or the ceiling, depending on what you're doing. Or if you know a call comes through in the middle of it, it will project the call onto onto the wall so you can have a conversation or you can tell the person you're going to ring them back. So I think I think it's fascinating to see that AI and generative AI, every consumer technology company is thinking about how to incorporate it so that our lives become more intuitive, more simple. And rather than just having devices, that we have actually intelligent devices that can relate to us and can put things in context. Thanks very much, Tony. You've spoken about a lot of kind of technology that's really relevant to the consumer. So things like the cars and the TV screens. But in terms of business, is there anything that leaders need to keep in mind when they're seeing these new generative AI technologies coming more to the forefront? Yeah, I, I think I think you know all of this applies in the in the business space as well because you know with a lot a lot of stuff around you know extended reality, which you know of course applies at the consumer level you know with you know uh, all of the three D glasses and generative AI included three D glasses, but also the industrial metaverse where you know you know firms like um, uh, um, Siemens and Sony were all working together so that you can create you know three D objects in immersive spaces which actually will lead to a whole new approach in terms of engineering, product design, product development. So I think I think every firm, whether they're thinking about it in terms of you know, their own organization or how their employees will work in the future or how their consumers will engage with them or expect by way of products and services, they need to be attuned to what's happening. Thanks, Tony. You mentioned XR, which I believe is extended reality. So... Can you tell us a bit more about what that actually is? Because I think a lot of people might not be familiar with that terminology. And what advancements in XR did you see at CES? Yeah, XR, I suppose XR is probably a, a, a nicer way to talk about the metaverse because the metaverse got a little bit of bad press. But essentially what we're seeing is, you know, um, virtual reality, augmented reality, spatial computing, uh, any experiential type technology all starting to come together and converge. I, I had the wonderful opportunity of trying out some of the XR technologies myself where, you know, you you literally feel you are in a virtual world engaging, you know, with, you know, with objects or, you know, involved in games, but also also in terms of some of just the, you know, the smart technology around glasses where you, you can put on a pair of glasses that just look like a pair of reading glasses and you can start to interpret the street in front of you in terms of what's important, what's what shops are there or what messages are be they sales or whatever that you should be aware of. So I think I think what we're seeing is that as as things move on, we're getting you know more and more immersive and more and more you know plugged into the environment in which we live and socialize. That's really interesting. Thanks, Tony. And I think some of this technology has probably existed for quite a while. I know we saw Google Glass probably about ten years ago or so, trying to get that kind of experience of wearing your glasses and seeing things in front of you, but not necessarily taking off. But I guess we're probably at the stage now where we're a bit more ready for those types of technology. 
So in terms of our future homes, what can we expect them to look like? And I don't necessarily mean a flying car parked in the driveway, but things that are really coming up pretty soon for our homes. Well, you know, some of the ones that uh, uh, probably caught the attention most at CES were the AI chef or the AI barista. So, you know, having technology actually make your food, make your make your coffee. Uh, but there was also interesting technology like, you know, how, how to make you know your own homemade ice cream within two minutes or to brew beer the same way that you would brew coffee. Um, so I, I think I think what we're seeing, though, is that, you know, everything is becoming intelligent everything is becoming connected and your ability to manage your home either for efficiency or for enjoyment uh, will all be at your fingertips and i guess a lot of those types of technology are developed to make our lives easier the things like the ai barista that's going to make your coffee that that is there to make your life easier for you so what else can make our lives easier in the future and are there any risks that are associated with that, both from a personal home perspective and a business perspective? Yeah, I mean, look, you know, as, as with every technology, there are risks, and, and the biggest risks are around, you know, data privacy and, you know, obviously being hacked. Uh, I, th- I think it needs to be put in perspective, though. I mean, if someone hacks your fridge, it's probably not necessarily going to be a major problem, whereas if someone hacks your autonomous vehicle, that could be, you know, quite detrimental. I think, though, in terms of in terms of the type of devices that we're starting to see come down the tracks, I mean, there the, there was there was one there called Rabbit One, which basically it doesn't have any apps on it, but it actually connects to all your favorite apps, and you can just talk to it as if I'm talking to you now and say, "Well, actually, play me a song from Spotify or whatever you might like." There was other ones there, uh, a zero labor home one, which basically is a dynamic ex- assistant that can you know comprehend the context. And understand, you know, what's being used in your home, whether it should be on or should be off and can turn it off uh, and can help you manage you know, your, your property. Equally, there's devices now where, you know, for your pets. So, you know, smart doors for your pets that recognize that it is your pet trying to get into the house uh, are, in fact, will recognize, you know, what is your pet eating and is this good for your pet's health? Thanks very much, Tony. I think that everything that we can get in our home to make our lives easier is obviously really beneficial for us. But what can we actually expect in terms of health and healthier living that will really have a true impact on our lives going forward? Well, look, one of my, one of my favorite ones was the uh, uh, an AI mosquito repellent diffuser because uh, anytime I go into the uh, the sunny climates, the mosquitoes seem to attract to uh, get attracted to me. But yeah, there, there there's technology there. Will you know that will you know uh, repel mosquitoes? There's ones there that will understand you know why your baby is crying, maybe what their needs are. Um, there was a, an AI motion pillow which uh, would recognize if you were snoring and change the. Uh, the composition of the pillow to stop you snoring. Um, one that I thought was particularly interesting is that there was a, a a smart haptic belt for visually impaired people. So they wouldn't necessarily need to have a walking stick, but the belt would guide them and would talk to them in terms of helping them get to their destination. And look, there's a huge amount of wearables as well. And, you know, what was interesting to see is the, the industry has... Uh, you know, copped on to the fact that, you know, female health is different than male health. And we're starting to see a lot of new products, smart rings, smart watches, et cetera, that are geared towards the female population. Thanks very much, Tony. And I'm sure we'll start to see that type of technology 
emerge into the market, even here in Ireland, and not just become something that we see at these types of industry shows. So thanks very much for sharing that with us. And I want to end off with some trends. So a few years ago, we were talking about the metaverse becoming the next big thing. Then it was generative AI. So based on what you saw at CES, what new technologies and trends will become really mainstream within the next few years? Well, I think I think what was very clear from CES, probably three things stood out for me. One is that uh, generative AI tools are going to be incorporated into absolutely everything. The second thing is that, you know, these generative AI tools are helping with immersive experiences. So the metaverse, the extended reality, et cetera, will all be powered by, you know, these generative AI tools. Equally, everything will be connected and generative AI will also drive, you know, what happens when all these tools and devices and uh, everything else is connected in your home, your car, your life, et cetera. So I think what we're starting to see is, you know, a confluence of technologies really starting to come together that, you know, make our lives, you know, easier, more enjoyable and simpler. So I, I for me, and the way we look at this in, you know, the digital leadership and digital disruption programs is, it really is around understanding how these technologies come together and how they start to change the dynamics of, you know, the worlds in which we live, work, socialize, uh, and have fun. Thanks very much, Tony. Thank you so much for sharing these insights with us. And I'm sure you'll share them with all the participants on our upcoming digital programs as well. And thank you to everyone for listening to the IMI Talking Leadership podcast today. You can subscribe on SoundCloud or on your preferred provider to ensure that you don't miss an episode. Until next time.